All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, this is Pastor Doug Minton standing here in the confessional corner with you, looking this week at the third petition of the Lord's Prayer. As we look at this, we have seen our desire for God's name to be hallowed among us and his kingdom to come among us. Now, the most important thing, and once again, something that comes without our prayers, his will that is done perfectly in heaven may be done among us also here on earth. As we look at the small catechism, Luther says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which does not want us to hallow God's name, nor let his kingdom come, and when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die. This is his good and gracious will. So far, the small catechism. Now we look at the large catechism, and for that we are in the Concordia, the Lutheran Confessions, looking at page 415, beginning in paragraph 60. So far, we have prayed that God's name be honored by us and that his kingdom triumph among us. And these two points is summed up all that deals with God's honor and our salvation. We receive God as our own and all his riches. But now arises a need that is just as great. We must firmly keep God's honor and our salvation and not allow ourselves to be torn from them. In a good government, it is not only necessary that there be those who build and govern well. It is also necessary to have those who defend, offer protection, and maintain it firmly. So in God's kingdom, although we have prayed for the greatest need, for the gospel, faith, and the Holy Spirit, that he may govern us and redeem us from the devil's power, we must also pray that God's will be done. For there will be strange events if we are to abide in God's will. For we shall have to suffer many thrusts and blows on that account from everything that seeks to oppose and prevent the fulfillment of the first two petitions. Luther points it to the temporal side, our world, what we have now. In a good government, there must not only be those who govern and are able to build and the infrastructure, there must also be those who defend and offer protection and the maintenance of it all. So also, in God's kingdom, we not only pray for the gospel, for faith, and the Holy Spirit, we also pray for God's will to be done. Part of this is that he makes his name hallowed among us, it remains holy among us, and that his kingdom comes among us through the preaching of his word, as we heard last week. But also, we have it through the rest of the Lord's Prayer, as he gives us our daily bread, as he forgives us our trespasses, as he leads us not into temptation and delivers us from evil. All of these things, this entire Lord's Prayer, is all about the maintenance and the defense of the Christian who is praying the prayer. And that is what the will of God is, is to maintain and defend us as Christians. We continue on in paragraph 62. No one can believe how the devil opposes and resists these prayers. He cannot allow anyone to teach or to believe rightly. It hurts him beyond measure to have his lies and abominations exposed, which have been honored under the most fancy sham uses of the divine name. It hurts him when he himself is disgraced, is driven out from the heart, and has to let a breach be made in his kingdom. 
Therefore he chafes and rages as a fierce enemy with all his power and might. He marshals all his subjects and, in addition, enlists the world and our own flesh as his allies. For our flesh is in itself lazy and inclined to evil, Romans 7.18, even though we have accepted and believed God's word. This world, however, is perverse and wicked. So he provokes the world against us, fans and stirs the fire, so that he may hinder and drive us back, cause us to fall, and again bring us under his power. 2 Corinthians 2.11 and 1 Timothy 3.6-7 Such is all his will, mind, and thought. He strives for this day and night and never rests a moment. He uses all arts, wiles, ways, and means that he can invent. Okay, the devil opposes this most of all. This is the primary thing that the devil fights against. God's will being done among his people. He wants the lies. He wants his deceits. He wants his shams that he has propped up and made to look fancy. And he enlists all of his demons to do that. But also, he enlists our human flesh, which is in itself lazy and inclined to evil. Even after we have become Christians, even after we have promised to uphold God's word. And the world, well, the world is wicked and perverse because it is ruled by him. He is the ruler of this age. And he strives to keep that advantage in this world and among our flesh day and night. He continues to go on and on, finding all these different ways, means, wiles, and arts in order to make us fall. Luther picks up in paragraph 65. If we would be Christians, therefore... We must surely expect and count on having the devil with all his angels and the world as our enemies. Matthew 25, 41, Revelation 12, 9. They will bring every possible misfortune and grief upon us. For where God's word is preached, accepted, or believed and produces fruit, there the Holy Cross cannot be missing. Acts 14, 22. And let no one think that he shall have peace. Matthew 10, 34. He must risk whatever he has upon earth, possessions, honor, house and estate, wife and children, body and life. Now this hurts our flesh and the old Adam, Ephesians 4.22. The test is to be steadfast and to suffer with patience, James 5.7-8, in whatever way we are assaulted, and to let go whatever is taken from us, 1 Peter 2.20-21. If we would be Christians, we must expect the attacks of the devil. As I talk to the confirmants, as they get ready for confirmation, and to make those vows repeating the ones that were made at their baptism. Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you understand what you are doing here? You are declaring war on the devil. He's already at war with you, but you have declared to be actively in war against him by denouncing his works, by denouncing him as your leader, and for denouncing all of his ways that he uses to bring you out of God's kingdom into his. This is the power and the rule and the will of the devil. He wants to make sure that wherever a church is set up, he has a sanctuary right there with it. Most times inside it, which is why we have such struggle and trials and tribulations among fellow Christians as well. 
Paragraph 67, Luther says, So there is just as great a need as in all the other petitions that we pray without ceasing. Dear Father, your will be done. Not the devil's will or enemies or anything that would persecute and suppress your holy word or hinder your kingdom. Grant that we may bear with patience and overcome whatever is to be endured because of your word and kingdom, so that our poor flesh may not yield or fall away because of weakness or sluggishness. The constant prayer is for the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh to be suppressed so that it does not continue to bring us into shame and vice. So that our weak flesh, cleansed though it may be through the waters of baptism, through the words of absolution, through the bread and wine, body and blood, and Holy Communion, it is still weak flesh, this side of heaven. We need this constant prayer. Luther takes the time now in paragraphs 68 to 70 to wrap up the first three petitions that talk about God. Very much like the first three commandments talk about God. Before going into the commandments that primarily, or the petitions that primarily speak to us. So he says in paragraph 68, Look, we have in these three petitions, in simplest way, the needs that relate to God himself. Yet they are all for our sakes. Whatever we pray concerns us alone. As we have said before, we pray that what must be done without us anyway may also be done in us. As his name must be hallowed and his kingdom come, whether we pray or not, so also his will must be done and succeed. This is true even though the devil, with all his followers, raise a great riot, are angry and rage against it, and try to exterminate the gospel completely. But for our own sakes, we must pray that even against their fury, his will be done without hindrance among us also. We pray also that they may not be able to accomplish anything, and that we may remain firm against all violence and persecution and submit to God's will. Such prayer, then, is to be our protection and defense now. It is to repel and put down all that the devil, pope, bishops, tyrants, and heretics can do against our gospel. Let them all rage and attempt their utmost and deliberate and resolve how they may suppress and exterminate us, so that their will and counsel may prevail. Over and against this, one or two Christians with this petition alone shall be our wall, Ezekiel 22.30, against which they shall run and dash themselves to pieces. We have this comfort and confidence. The devil's will and purpose and all our enemies shall and must fail and come to nothing, no matter how proud, secure, and powerful they know themselves to be. For if their will were not broken and hindered, God's kingdom could not remain on earth, nor his name be hallowed. We can pray this petition with great hope and with great confidence, because it is God's will being done, and the devil's plans and will being hindered and broken so that his kingdom may come, his name may be hallowed. This is the good and gracious will of God. All right, that's it for this week. As we wrap up the third petition, next week we look into the fourth petition in daily bread and we see exactly what things God provides for us. I'll give you a uh, spoiler for next week, it's everything. God gives us everything that we need for this body and life.
And we see how often we fail to recognize that and fail to receive what God gives us with thanksgiving. But next week, we talk about that very thing, receiving everything that God has given us with thanksgiving because it is for our good to do his gracious will and to wrestle with the theology that is around us and in us as we talk about the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. Amen.